0: For these things, Jeff, I, <laughs> I, uh, I I'm, I'm always deeply, deeply prepared and invested in in everything. you that I'm doing. use highlight? Wait, do I use what?
1: A highlighter.
0: I do in my mind. Hi, everybody. It's no show. I'm Matt Brown. I'm joined by Jeff Borman. Jeff recently sat down with Eric Ricorte. So we're going to do a little bit of a different thing this week. Jeff and I are going to kind of talk a little bit at the beginning of the episode, and then we're going to go straight into his his interview with Eric, which is really good. Eric is uh, the CEO and founder of Greenview. Greenview is the world's leading provider of sustainability programs and data management for the hospitality and tourism sector. What does that mean, right? Well, that means that I think and Jeff, you might correct me if I'm wrong here, they basically work with tourism and hospitality companies to help them be greener, uh, more sustainable, and make less of a carbon footprint. And they've worked with all kinds of companies, Hyatt, Hilton, Radisson, Marriott, Royal Caribbean, Wyndham, National Geographic. And they really focus on a thing called ESG performance, environmental, social, and governance, which shows up everywhere in the travel industry. I think after a decade or two of uh, a lot of lip service about sustainability in tourism and travel. We have seen a definite uptick in the last couple of years where these companies are really taking it more seriously. Would you agree with that?
1: There's no question that there is more interest in sustainability, uh, in hospitality and tourism than ever before. I, I do think, though, and this is one of the things that Eric and I actually talked a little bit about, is uh, that There is a gap and there has tended to always be a gap between uh, people's desire to be more green and the real app. And one of the things that really makes Greenview uh, of particular interest to me is the application of metrics, right? It typically, uh, what we see in this space is a whole lot of verbiage, things we should do. What Greenview does is they really break it down into uh, this is to a dollar, to a metric, to a dime. This is what you're doing and doing well and can do better.
0: Uh, so I love the measured approach uh, that they take. I also feel like there has been a desire from the consumer for more sustainable travel.
1: It, it, no question. Uh, Eric and I talked about this a bit with the social conversation. And the one that happens in the media tends to be a shaming exercise uh, with very little practical advice on what to go do. Uh, Greenview gives a set of actions that hotel leaders can who care about sustainability they can actually use it as a playbook.
0: Okay, here we go. Let's get to it. Without further ado, here is Jeff and his interview with Eric.
1: I have the pleasure of being joined by Eric Ricarte. He's the founder and head of Greenview. I've been waiting months for this conversation. He's an icon in his field, and he's going to tell us about sustainability today. First, though, Eric, please, can you tell us about Greenview and how this became,
2: and I quote your own words, your greatest passion? Oh, thank you very much, Jeff. Pleasure to be here. Um, Greenview is a sustainability and corporate responsibility, ESG, citizenship, responsible business, whatever the word uh, or terminology is, consultancy and advisory and data analytics firm. We focus specifically on the nexus between sustainability and the hospitality industry, with uh, hotels as the primary focus. I consider myself a, a hotelier first and foremost, and then a sustainability professional. Greenville founded in 2008, and we started it um, as a, a consultancy really to, to focus on, actually, was to do carbon calculation for hotels so that we could enable things like carbon offsetting to protect trees, because that was always a passion of mine. That evolved into the whole world of non-financial reporting uh, and companies doing in disclosures of their environmental, social, and governance information. Um, and so we, over the years, developed that into a consultancy that helps companies with their strategy and governance, develop programs to implement and deploy sustainability solutions, the data management calculation piece um, at deployed at a property level, and then the communications reporting, and as well, the industry role we've been able to play is to help solve or catalyze the needs of, of common things like common measurements, common collaboration. So we do have a lot of services that go up to that as well. And we keep growing, so uh, that's where we're at today and we'll see where things go in the next few years. Uh, I think throughout our conversation,
1: the term sustainability will get used more than a few times. Uh, to
2: level set, what exactly do you mean? Because there are a lot of interpretations. We we could go a number of ways in this, but sustainability comes from sustainable development. A term coined in 1987 uh, for the UN, where there was basically the realization that we as a planet cannot continue to develop economically by doing the same things like cutting down trees, polluting rivers, depleting resources. Um, and really where it came from was the rich world got rich doing that. And if the developing world does the same, we're done. So we need to figure out a different way. So that's the, the back story. And there's, of course, all the pieces of inequality that come with that. Um, but sustainability then, what we look at today and for in colloquial terms, is the manager application of that discipline for how do we live in balance with our environment and how do we improve livelihoods and contribute to social impact. So that's at a high level what it is. And then how does it apply to specific businesses like a hotel?
1: And so within Greenview, uh, I've seen the term net zero methodology. Uh, can you explain what, it, what that
2: is? Net zero Great buzzword. Love it Uh, because nobody knows what it really means in in practical terms. Uh, We try to help with that. Basically, we have one KPI for the planet. The most important KPI is what is the amount of carbon dioxide and its equivalent gases in the atmosphere. If that number gets too high over time, again, we are done. And the trajectory for business as usual is getting up there. And so the interesting thing about carbon is every single activity has a carbon footprint. Um, now, in buildings, the, the most important is the energy, because you, you burn gas, generates emissions. You generate electricity, generates emissions. But even this conversation, all the equipment, the wind, the carbon footprint of building the computer, the screen, the video, the server that's handling the data right now, everything, every activity from what you eat to what you do has a carbon footprint, and it's the common denominator. And so we need to decarbonize and basically take the carbon out of the equation and That's really what net zero is, is a commitment to by 2050 or earlier, maybe 2040, to decarbonize from the activities of your business. So it's net zero carbon emissions, which would mean then that if you do have any emissions remaining in 2050, you then compensate those by a project or means that would help remove carbon. Uh, So now we get into, so this is the challenge of sustainability. There are so many different topics and everybody's got a passion about one of them. So while we need to find and tap into that for every person, what is it that you care about most in the realm of protecting forests, of protecting species, of diversity, and inclusion, of helping youth, of all those kind of things? What is it that you're passionate about? Um, so therefore, it is tough in a hotel context to wrap up everything into one all-encompassing sustainability, yes or no. It's not a binary question. Um, so... That is where we try to find the simple solution. And unfortunately can't can't be solved simply. So that's long-winded, but basically what does it come down to? The myriad of things that a hotel can do or is doing or has in place that collectively satisfy what should be done for sustainable development and sustainability. Hotels are notoriously hard on the environment.
1: When people stay at
2: home and you mentioned you touched on this a
1: second ago. We didn't travel to have this. We didn't fly around the world. You know, uh, I'm I'm in Dallas and you're in Singapore. We didn't get together in person. That's that was probably helpful to something. Uh, but when people stay at home, they change the bed sheets every week or so. Right? Towels maybe you change those once a week. And in a hotel, it used to happen every day. Now post COVID, most major brands have moved to housekeeping, maybe just at checkout, something like that. Slimmed down, may have cut sixty percent of that. But it's still Even if you cut that down 60%, it's quite a bit more than you would do if you're at home when you're not traveling. When you're doing all that laundry and all that operational work that goes on behind the scenes, that's a lot of water use. It's a lot of chemicals down the drain. It's a lot of energy. Lights in public spaces are always on, right? The lobby is always lit. The gym is ready for guests. Hallways being heated or cooled. Uh, So if you were given the ability to declare a few rules, that would really improve a hotel's negative carbon impact?
2: What would they be? First of all, talk about it more positively. <laughs> okay. Because that's the, that's the message we're sending with the Tymo Linen Tower use program. It basically says, dear guests, staying at our hotel is bad for the environment. Hmm. You give up a level of service that you may or may not have expected. We save money and we all save the planet and do this one little thing, otherwise the world is going downhill this grandiose language over one thing. So that's the first is to talk about it and, and position, what are you trying to to, to tell to the guest, all right? Um, and, and the guest knows now what the, what the deal is. Second is, it's a process of understanding at the hotel. First, it's, it's really a process. Okay, what are my impacts? What's what's going into my waste? How much water am I using? How much energy am I really using? Um, and so all of that is what a hotel should do is, is get the process going to, to figure that out, monitor, measure on the quantitative stuff. And that's where we have our software for hotels to do that. But really, it's not a step back, get a team together, GM down, has to be GM down, and start paying attention to this. Then comes, where can I make the most the most impacts? And yes, reducing the frequency of washing and cleaning the guest room does reduce the impact of the, of the hotel. But if we look in context of what is the immediate impact and what's the broader impact, Again, we come back to that KPI and what are the numbers? And let's be honest, no matter what happens, you need to eat, you need to sleep, you need shelter, basic human needs. It's in most cases, not the hotel. It's not the hotel reason why the guest is traveling. They're traveling for another reason, which is a big implication of net zero. The reason they are using the hotel is for another reason, not because I'm going to go to the hotel only because I want to sleep in that hotel and, and have my linen and towel changed. OK, yes, staycation. But again, it's, it's a different reason. Um, then a functional use, like I'm putting on shoes because I need shoes. So the shoes themselves are the, the reason. So that's the the um, the piece to look at. And then if we think about it, okay, what are the other things involved? The biggest impact for like water, energy, carbon is are you eating meat or not at the hotel? Because we look at the, the, the KPIs, the amount of water it takes, the amount of carbon emissions for producing, serving beef. And so we want to put in... Context say, oh, they're using all these chemicals and these things, these, you know, for but yeah, but you know what? Guest, you want to make a difference, eat less meat. So that's the kind of thing where um, and again, I'm not, I'm, I'm you know, uh, it's not about all or nothing. I, I love me. I'm, you know, South American. I love my meat, but you can always do more to eat less meat. You don't need to be all or nothing right away. And so that's the the, the mindset is where are the other impacts and where can you make a difference as a responsible traveler? And, and not to discount the second two. But I love the first. Talk about
1: it positively, and something that i would never really thought of. It doesn't come up in conversation. Uh, it is a it is a shaming activity. It tends to be in this in this whole sphere.
2: It's that's our legacy. Now you know I was I was that way. You know I'm I'm a recovering you know hater, right? I mean that, So because if we look at we look back, where does sustainability come from on the terms in humans like interaction, the environmental movement of the yeah. '60s and '70s. Right. The U.S. was a leader right? You have the National Environmental Protection Act. You have basically a lot of realization that we need to protect nature. But from that really came focus on this first generation environmentalism of this you cannot do. Can't go in there. Can't club seals. Can't, you know, do this. It, it was I can't do this. And so the environmental movement that was born into the 80s, 90s was really about what you can't do. But now the narrative needs to change. It has changed, which is sustainability is about what you can do. Here are the right. things we can do, the technology, the, the actions, the contributions, the difference we can make. And so that's really the, the the intersection with our younger generations who are really what this is for, which is I want to contribute positively. I want purpose. I want meaning. I want content. I want experience. Here's what you can do for a planet and its people. Right.
1: right. I've long heard that one of the most simple ways hotels can improve the reduction in plastics is by installing the plastic pump style shampoo and soap dispensers and showers and replace all the little travel sized bottles and all the waste that that creates. Uh, in many parts of the world, uh, that's more common already, but in America especially, uh, it's been really hard to get consumers to accept that. Uh, do you think that That is a meaningful part of the future as as we're talking to hoteliers about meaningful change they could make. Is that is that part of it?
2: Definitely, I think. And, you know, we're in a covid period, so the whole plastic issue's been upended temporarily. Mm -hmm. But what I I love about plastic, plastic to me, it it gave us a lot of business because it it started that mindset. It was like that silent spring. You know, we see a video of a turtle with a straw in its nose and suddenly straws. And so, and if you look at the amount of plastic in the ocean, the straws are (laughs) dropping the sand in the ocean, but, and it's a lot, it's mostly fishing gear, but the awareness is built. And so basically plastic started the mindset that I'm now conscious of where did this thing come from and where is it going? Mm -hmm. And that wasn't on consumers' minds, but it is now. And so there there are the trade-offs and everything, but at least it's like, yes, I know I should bring a usable water bottle, but I didn't because of this or that. But at least you know that now. And before, people didn't care; it wasn't on the radar. And so that mindset will only continue. Um, and it's about about doing what you can do. And so, yeah, there might be hesitance now. Um, there might be some, you know, uh, generational transition. For example, remember when PDF started coming, and and people were like I just I can't read an electronic document. I was the same. You know, I'm you know mid twenties. I, I need to print it out. Sorry, I need to print it out. And now I've become accustomed. So just reading things electronically. Um, and it's that kind of transition that just, just happens we need to accelerate it. So there's
1: awareness, uh, but then there's that gap and it's kind of a yawning gap between awareness, interest and uh, real action. Uh, and I, I see this a lot, particularly in travel managers, uh, whether it's booking groups and conventions or uh, business travel managers. Every poll I've seen for years, when they rank their priorities, sustainability in some form is always top five. And when I talk to hotel sales managers about group bookings, about BT accounts, hey, how important, how often does that come up? It's almost never. And so the excitement that you feel about COP26, why is that not translating from people's stated interest to real concern when they actually go to make a booking?
2: No, that's a great point. I mean, it comes down to the experiential piece of the hotel. There's always a, a systemic bias in these surveys about sustainability, because in part, you're asking the person, are you a good person? <laughs> do, you know, do you, care about, do you care about the planet? No, I don't care. No, of course they're going to say yes. I mean, there's a, there's a systemic bias there, but then when it translates. But we did an interesting piece of work with one of our clients on the meeting side um, and because they were looking into what should we do. So we surveyed the, the salespeople at the hotel on 30 different things and said how many are our um planners asking for this or group business are they asking for it are they contracting on it and then the third one was what's the likelihood of you being able to get more business if you have it and we had 30 things which are vegetarian menus recycling the ability to donate to local community to have causes um you know local menus so there was all these pieces about the aspect of sustainability that was experiential and then when we got to the, the blanket yes or no will you marry me sustainability it was actually less so if that's what it comes down to is don't think about it and, and this is where we get tied up because you're starting out a sustainability program in a hotel you've got you said okay what, what should i do suddenly you've got this list of a hundred things and it's overwhelming um that's what we've been trying to do that's we're launching now you know, launching the basics or the, the wording that we've now come with is basically what are the minimum things that every hotel should be doing so we can catalyze, get conversation going. And so it comes down to the specific things that are about sustainability that should be done instead of saying, oh, I need to go pursue a label. Now let's take step one. If we can get everybody taking step one, then competition starts and people want to move faster step two and step three. Listen,
1: I love that answer so much. I actually want to end on that. I've got, I've got a dozen more questions for you. Uh, But I think that is the perfect way for us to wrap this, which is giving a tool and a resource and a method for people who do care to actually go put that into action. If it's a better menu is a great example. Uh, And you've got 30 others right there at your fingertips. I can't wait to follow up with you and be able to provide that.
2: Yeah, no, my pleasure. Thank you very much. I'm happy to end on that. Of course, as we know, step two is looking up Greenview and seeing if our software and our services are for you as a hotelier. So, but you know, that's, that's what, we're, that's what we're about, right? Is this trying to get this win-win for the industry and catalyze.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. And, uh, and as we started this conversation, I
2: really appreciate your passion. Well, thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Thanks for the opportunity. And yeah, I look forward to seeing this uh, recorded uh, sometime, hopefully in person. Outstanding. Thank you.